Welcome. You have found the show we call Real Men Don't Cry, or do they? This is a podcast for men, and on this show, we will hear real-life stories from men about how they have navigated the complexities of being a man in this modern day. We are going to look at the boys don't cry way of thinking and how that has influenced them and how they have risen above societal pressures to be true to themselves. The focus of this show is men's real world experiences, not just ideas and theories. I hope that you will learn from what they have discovered and use it in your life as well. Let's get into today's show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Real Men Don't Cry, or do they? I'm Brandon Archer, and today I have with me Jamie. How do you say your last name? I actually should have asked you that before we started. Ray, Jamie Ray. So I sound like a country singer who just got a DUI. Jamie, Jamie Ray, Ray, Jamie Ray. Like, Jamie, like Ray. All, Jamie Ray, like it all sounds, um, yeah, because people call it Raya or Rhea, um, but Jamie Ray. Ray. And Ray. that's what I thought. I'm just like, I'm just going to do it i'm just gonna ask you so i love it dude i'm so happy that you said yes when i invited you you were still in canada when i invited you now in australia so i know you're taking time out of your trip to be here and that's that's amazing um we met in online world mm-hmm. and i know you've probably met tons of people in online world over the years you're one Great of the very you and i met on yeah shh Shh. <laughs> you and I've been calling it Instagram, <laughs> but like, I don't know about you, but I don't get to meet many of the people I meet on Instagram in person, but we have had that opportunity. That was super a great cool. connection. Yeah, man. I so it. it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Why don't you just kind of tell people in a, in a little intro who you are um, and what you do? Hundred percent, man. Well, first off, I want to say, like, real. Like, I feel that real men do cry. I have this whole thing that practice is when I cry, like, don't wipe the tears, let them fall all the way to the floor. You know what I mean? So I, just, nice. I let that, I let that shit come. Like, like when I, like when, when I got a tear coming, I want to turn in front of someone, fucking see that shit right there, see that man shit coming down. I deep feelings, you know. Just want to say that. Um, but so I guess now I call myself a spiritual teacher, even though like. You know, I, I hate most of the spiritual community and hate most spiritual people and trying to kind of it's kind of debunk all of that. Um, but, you know, I work with men and women and basically kind of in a nutshell of what I do is just I help people to move into their power. Right. Whatever that may look like, move into the greatest possible expression of your soul. And I think just, you know, even though I do call myself a spiritual teacher, my approach is that spirituality does not have to look a certain way. It can be fucking whatever you want it to be. You know, we don't have to get up and meditate and, you know, listen to every single John Wineland meditation to be, you know, a spiritually embodied man or woman. We just have to do, because think about it, spirituality is just your, your relationship to your own fucking soul. So however you want to express yourself, whatever your truth is, whatever that shows up. And so that's basically just what I do with people is just, help people to step into their truth and don't bring that into a box, which is probably why it's perfect for this type of podcast, because whatever that looks like is fucking great. Just whatever, whatever your truth is, just bring it, you know? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. Spirituality is your relationship to yourself. Like why are we making it more complicated than that? Yeah. Like I feel like, like, why, why why does the ethos want to be like, you got to do this, 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 and this, and this. Well, yeah. For you, yes, bang on for you. But like when you when you put it in a box, it I don't know, man. We can well, like, riff I, on I, that I, forever. But well, Brendan, I feel it becomes a whole bunch of fucking ego shit, right? Where it's like it has to look a certain way, and we have our identity attached to it. Like spirituality is like you feel fucking naked, and you're like, well, what the fuck is going? Like, what am I doing? I'm so confused. I'm lost. You know, I feel like a naked soul fucking just blowing in the wind. I don't know what's happening. Like, that's just what spirituality is, because then you can fucking create something from that point on. And all this practice, like, I have zero spiritual practice. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, man. I, I want to just, I would love to just pull on that string, but let's just hold tight. We'll come back to that one, because sure. the show is, like, about guys' stories. Yeah. And we all have stories, and we very rarely actually share them, especially with what you and I do. We get, I find... 
I get a lot into the theory and how to help people. Mm. Man, I just want to get, who are you? Who the fuck are you? That's a big question. You know, who am I? I would say that I'm um, a complicated dude. I'm a complex person. Um, I would say that I'm many different things. Um, I'm a sensitive dude. Um, I got a really dirty sense of humor. Um, I'm really vulgar and really out there, but I'm really, you know, a gentle spirit, I think, deep down. And um, I guess the best way to say that is like I've always felt when I was young, I was really, really sensitive, like really, really sensitive. Even the point I was kind of like bullied at certain times because I feel like sensitivity, particularly as a dude, is like a progressive emotion. You know what I mean? When you're sensitive and you're 15 and you cry home to your mommy, you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't really go down too well, but it's like, just wait till you're 25. Just wait till you're 25 and that sensitivity, you know what I mean? You're going to get a spiritual chick all up and on that shit, you know? Um, and so I was kind of this, I felt lost, man, honestly, like, like my whole life really until I kind of started to do some of my own work, which really wasn't until I was like 30. Um, and so I was really like this sensitive dude who was lost. And I think what I wanted more than anything in the world was to capitalize on my potential. You know, I think that was always my biggest fear. Whereas like, I think I always felt like this dude who had a lot of potential and talent, but somehow it never seemed to quite actualize in reality. And I think that was, I guess, one of my fears, one of my um, insecurities, maybe, maybe a source of shame was that I felt, you know, I had all these feelings, very deep feeling, very sensitive, right? Had a lot of big dreams and goals. And I was worried that... Um, I wouldn't be able to bring that somehow into whatever I did. Um, and then thankfully with some of the healing work is, has helped me more in that process. But I honestly meant to like really straight up, I think my whole life really for so long was just like a dude who was lost in a lot of ways. Yeah. Thanks for sharing so much, man. See, I'm of getting course, to know man. you. I'm getting to know you. So sensitive <laughs> dude, when you're 15, I yeah. can actually relate. I can relate. Yeah. How did you find your parents related to your sensitivity? I think it was a combination of things. I think there was part of it. I think they, they related well to it, but also I think it reached a point where they didn't know what to do with it. Right. And so it reached a point where it was like, um, this is too much. Like they wouldn't say that directly, but I think as a kid, you, and I think a big thing for me was feeling like I was a burden, right? Cause I had mm -hmm. a lot of anxiety as a kid. I was like part of like an anxiety study when I was a teenager where we talked about worry dragons and you know what I mean? I was, um, had panic attacks. And so as a kid, I was just so sensitive and felt so much, but I didn't really know what to do with it. And so I think a big thing for me and a big wounding point kind of through that was always feeling like I was a bird. And I think that came from, you know, being sensitive, being anxious and not being, obviously being a kid, not having the skill set to be able to, you know, be with my emotions, not knowing what to do with them. And then kind of bringing that, I think, to my parents. And at some point, it's like, they were like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid, right? Like, he just, he um, keeps going. And so I felt like a burden was was probably the biggest thing that came from it. And not to a, to a fault of my parents, but just to a point where um, there was that much going on that it reached a point where they just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Who... <sighs> Specifically your dad, I'm, I'm super curious about this as I'm listening to you because generally yeah. moms can like tune into the sensitivity. How was your dad like helping you manage all the big feelings? Yeah, well, the really interesting thing about my dad is that he's super, super patient. And with actually all this stuff that was going on, I would say he was more patient than my mom. 
with everything that was happening. Like I remember um, as I was a kid, like I was like scared of the night and my dad would like sit next to me on the bed until I fell asleep. Right. Like, so very, like my dad, very, very sensitive. And like, I know that he struggled with depression, anxiety and different things. So he's very, both my parents are very, very sensitive, which is probably why when they fuck and they make me, I'm. <laughs> you I just, the writing was on the wall, man. <laughs> oh, I was just like, this kid was going to be fucking just like a piece of stardust or something. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. And so my dad was really, really patient. Um, and so he actually responded really, really well to it. You know what I mean? Because um, I think I was a kid who like wanted a lot of reassurance and um, it's funny because if I think about myself as a kid, I think about a kid that had so many like insecurities and so many sources of shame because I was so feeling based, right? And it makes sense for what I went into later in life. But it was just was, I was just like so raw and like I was like, like I'm gonna answer your question, but I remember like I couldn't swallow properly and I had to um, learn how to swallow with the tongue on the roof of my mouth. And so I went to a place, this lady who lived in this fucking basement and she would feed me Teddy grams and I had to learn how to, I would chew them up, put the tongue on the roof of my mouth and swallow them because I used to press my tongue out, which would push my teeth forward. And I think that sums up what I was like as a kid. I was like a fucked up kid. You know what I mean? Like had all these weird idiosyncrasies. And um, I think about that a lot. And I also think with my dad that he was patient, but he was really, really passive. So it wasn't like he passive. Hmm. Yeah. Where it was like for him, he was feeling a lot, but he wouldn't necessarily like show me, you know, if you want to talk about the whole thing, like, like show me how to, how to, how to be a man. Like there was all these things that he had that he didn't really show me, but he was very, very patient with, with my process, which is actually interesting. Yeah. Is there anything you, this question don't, I know you won't take it wrong, but is there anything you wish he had done differently to support you? 100%. Yeah. Just be like, what, what would you have liked him to do? Take me out and show me like, like, this is like, this is what we're, we're going to do. You know what I mean? Actually, actually take the assertion role of showing me how to do things and, and kind of not giving you a choice, you know, because my dad would be like, yeah, do this. Oh, yeah, fuck off, dad. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And then so through that, it was like, I think I had too much freedom. I had too much freedom, was able to do too much of what I wanted to do. And what happens in that, obviously, you don't really learn that sort of masculine container from a young age, that sort of discipline, that sort of work ethic, that hard work. And these are things that I've had to kind of learn to cultivate as an adult, you know, as I've kind of gone on my healing journey. But yeah, I wish he took a more active role in being like, Come on, get in the get in the truck. Get in the truck. We're gonna go do this. I like I didn't have that, right? Hmm. I imagine the patience helped a lot though. Yeah. I think well, Brandon, I think what happened with me is that I think the patience, like, I think something that I can really say, which is really cool, and I'm really proud, I feel really safe with my dad. I feel like really safe, like, like telling him anything. Um, and so I think it allowed me to express the way that I express, which is probably the greatest thing that came out of my childhood. It was my capacity to be confident in my expression, no matter what that was. And then with the shadow of that was kind of those, some of those traditional masculine qualities, like to be uh. really disciplined, um, hard work even though i am hard working but it's it, it took my own process right to get there um and so i lacked some of those traditional qualities because of the having having a father that was passive versus like this is what we're going to do i'm going to show you how to do this there's kind of no choice in the matter so it was a bit more feminine energetics you know in in my upbringing as a, as opposed to that tough love. I probably needed more tough love. I was hugged too much as a child. I was told I was special too much. <laughs> that was, that was my problem. Isn't it funny, man, how we just as humans can't seem to find the fucking center. We're, we're a pendulum. Yeah. We're like either one way or the other. It's like, fuck, let's just figure out balance, but we're just not good at it. 
hundred percent, right? Well, it, it's it, it's you know we're either I think when we think of childhood, it was either like too warm or too cold, right? And it's like you want a you know an upbringing ideally in the most fucking perfect sense where it's like you're hugged and told you're special, but it's like get the get the work, motherfucker. Like you know go fucking you know, shovel that shit out of the barn, you know, I like, I, I needed more of that. I, I needed to someone to give me a shovel and be like, you got to go shovel this shit, Jamie. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, I've kind of concluded that this is just uh, the journey of a human being is you're not going to get parented the way you needed no. and kind of a rite of pat. I don't talk a ton about this, but it's like a rite of passage into adulthood. Like you got to figure that shit out what you didn't mm. get. Mm-hmm. that's part of your healing and your spirituality. Like it's in my opinion anyway. Well, Brandon, like I can, compl- that's what fucking spirituality is to me. It's just healing, right? It's just healing, but I think it involves a lot of different things. And so I'm actually now where I'm at, I'm grateful for the way that I was raised because it gave me gifts and it gave me shadow. Right. And so the shadow has obviously been my journey of my healing so that I can take the gifts that I've been given and try to bring those into the world because that becomes a way that I can bring light and, and kind of be of service. But until you sort of integrate the shadow of that, your gifts are a little bit like an Achilles heel, right? Until you kind of integrate the shadow. And so for me, learning things like, you know, discipline, hard work, very sort of like linear masculine shit, you know what I mean? Um, boundaries, how to not be a people pleaser, how to say, no, I don't want to do that, how to be direct. You know, that has been my journey. And obviously I still have so far to go, but it's like night and day where I was. And in doing that, it's allowed me to bring some more of the gifts, some of the really great things about how I was raised into the world as part of my mission. Yeah. I love it, man. Mm. The sensitivity part, you know, as a, as a, as a man, as a male in North American society, I I have seen it a ton. Like you see my son, he's 18 now. And right. fucking hell was he sensitive when he was smaller. Yeah. And, you know, I never judged him on it. I was just like, whoa. Then it caused me, I don't know what you found, to kind of look into, um, you know, boys and emotions and what we do as a society. Yeah. The thing is, man, most boys are sensitive. We just like, we tell them to yeah. shut up and suck it up. Yeah. I think it's pretty I think, fucked. I, it is, man. I, I think we need to, you know, so this is where I've kind of come in this journey and it's pretty fucking amazing, Brandon. I don't know about you, but when you learn, like I'm so tapped into my anger now and I'm so tapped into my fucking boundaries, but I'm a sensitive motherfucker. When you marry those two together holy shit is a potent concoction because you're you're harnessing and you're giving space to your sensitivity but you're learning to sit with the like huge breadth of the emotions that you have and you know people ask me to do something like fuck no i don't want to do that you know i'm able to be direct and so i have this kind of like rage tapped into like this very directive masculine energy now but i'm a sensitive like little fairy, like, like in, in, in my heart. And, you know, I have this little gooey heart. Like I watch fucking Notting Hill and I ball my eyes out. I love, I watch Dawson's Creek and I just sob, you know, I'm just like, I'm very emotional. Um, you know, I cry all the time, but I'm very tapped into this directive sort of masculine energy now. And it's a beautiful, I know we're not going to use fucking coachy words, but I guess synergy or, or, alchemy of those two pieces and that's why it's like brandon you see those people talk about sensitivity and they're like well you're a highly sensitive person it's like sensitive people need to learn how to say no they need to learn how to say boundaries and tap into you know that rage and that anger to be able to protect their sensitivity otherwise they're just going to like have a fucked up gut they're going to have chronic health issues you know they're going to um, take on other people's stuff other people's emotions. I always use this term like the ego of empathy, where we take on other people's stuff and we think it's this this great big, you know, you know, uh, trait or or blessing that we do that. When really, what it is is that we have no boundaries. Yeah, totally. You know. So can I assume in your in your twenties you had no boundaries? 
Oh God, man. Like I think I only had boundaries starting a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know, I think, I think me and boundaries are still in the honeymoon stage, you know? Um, but it's, um, yeah, like I have this thing right now where it's like, as part of my, um, healing the people pleaser, when people ask me to do something, it's like, Jamie, you want to go to this party in front of I'm like, fuck no, not with you, you know, or people are like, do you want to hang out with these people? I'm like, no, I really do not like those people. Like they make my fucking balls shrivel up. Like I'm just overly, overly as a way, obviously I don't actually say those type things to people, wow. but I'm just, but, <laughs> I was hoping you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do sometimes like, you know, if one of my good friends is like, why have you texted me back? It's because I've been fucking avoiding you because I'm like holding on to like a lot of shit, you know, and I'm being kind of passive aggressive about it, but it's um my way of like, actively healing the people pleaser because obviously like I've healed massive aspects of the people pleaser, but I still notice it come up when I'm still, you know, have to have a direct conversation. I still get a bit nervous and, you know, obviously avoid conversations sometimes um, before getting to them. But yeah, me and boundaries are, are just kind of got together. Yeah. They're you know? tricky. They're fucking tricky, man. I, I was, how old was I? It was probably a decade ago, so just before I was 40. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? I got to start saying no to people. And, like, you say no, and you're, like, vibrating inside, and you're like, what's going <laughs> on? Like, and uh, But it's just so necessary, especially for people that are people pleasers, people that mm. – men that are really sensitive or emotional or tapped into their emotions, I find generally they're people pleasers. Yeah. And it usually yeah. backfires. And I know I've worked with guys that they are like one guy's a Marine. He's a fucking Marine and super big heart, super nice guy. And just couldn't say no to anybody. Mm. Wow. And he was a fucking hot mess. And as he like steps into some structure, you know, some masculine structure, he's like this boss now. Like he's still sensitive as ever, big heart. But he's like, nope. And people around him are like, who is this like fucking dude? Like, who is this powerhouse? I'm like, wow. I think a man that has those uh, big emotions are, is sensitive. I think we have an advantage, to be honest, to get so to this I more balanced place. I feel really deeply for the guys who are on straight up lockdown and they don't even mm. know what their emotions are. I actually mm. have a ton of empathy for that. I'm like, I don't know how you get through the day, man. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like you, yeah. you literally can't feel anything cause you've turned it off. So I just share that cause I find it interesting as you like find your boundaries and put them into place and the, the structure for mm. your big emotions and sensitivity. It sounds like you're feeling more powerful. Dude, like, you know, I love that you say that because I would always look at guys who had, I would say when I look at, I have a lot of feminine, but I have a lot of masculine. I'd say I'm very, I'm very balanced um, in terms, like I have a masculine core, but I would say that, you know, I also, um, I'm not one of those dudes who's like hyper masculine, right? I'm like, I was one of those guys who could go shopping with women or I could hang out with guys who played lacrosse. You know what I mean? Like I was so... Like I can work in so many different environments because I have a lot of feminine, but I also have so much masculine energy. And I always kind of envied those dudes who felt really hyper masculine, you know, who just like real, like, like that kind of brute mass. Cause that, cause that wasn't me. That was, that was never me. But the thing is, as I've tapped into more healing, I'm like, Oh shit, I actually am kind of like that. You know what I mean? As I've gotten fucking boundaries and I'm like, Whoa. So I'm like this sensitive, emotionally tapped in dude. Who's like, a boundary boss and like as direct as fuck and it's been this crazy thing and for me a big healing thing because i come from like a like a mama's boy kind of mother wound i mean and father wound fuck we all both right but um a lot of this mesh with my feminine sort of imprint and i'm so boundaried with women now which has been the big healing piece where it's like I'll challenge women in, in loving ways. And that has been this, that's completely changed my life. That is nothing has put me more in my masculine energy than um, being able to be like a, to a woman like, no, that doesn't work for me. You know, 
um, this doesn't work for me. And that level of discernment is been completely life-changing. And I'm so grateful for my sensitivity now because I have that merged with like a very direct masculine core now. And it feels like, you know, this kind of just merging of just two very different, very pieces that gives you like a huge wide spectrum and allows you to be this direct masculine dude, but then you're in a relationship. You can hold space like a motherfucker to a woman. You know what I mean? You can, you can attune to her energetically, but you also have this very direct masculine core. And so I'm so grateful for coming from this sensitivity imprint because now with my healing, I'm like, holy shit, I am that like hyper masculine dude coming together with that sensitive boy. I agree with you because even when you look at, I don't know how much you get into it, but childhood development, mm-hmm. our parents both play a role, but the early years are your mom. Mm-hmm. And then kind of as you, as, as a boy, when you hit kind of 12, roughly, mm-hmm. your dad's kind of supposed to take the reins. And mm-hmm. I think strongly, if a man doesn't look at his mother wound or his feminine first, mm-hmm. And you try to dress the masculine first. You, I've seen it, man. It becomes toxic, dude. It's I'm so. Guy, it's these. It's these guys that are like, put this. I I I, I have this analogy of um, suit of armor, and yeah. you can very well like find masculinity or a men's group, and it's all like, holy shit! I'm putting on this suit of armor. I feel like a badass motherfucker. Yeah, cool plan. But. The inside, the body that has to carry the suit of armor, your nervous system, your feminine, your your mother wound, isn't ready for it. And it fucking cracks. And I watch Mm. these guys and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And it took me a while to figure it out. I'm like, this like father wound shit, yes, but no, you can't treat just half the human. You can't do it. It doesn't work. Yeah. Brandon, and this was one of the things you and I bonded on initially. Um, and so like I work with men and women. And when I work with men, because the feminine goes first. So my whole approach is taking people in their masculine is dealing with the feminine first and feminine cords. Because what you see in, in a lot of men's groups is guys who are addressing their masculine energy, but they haven't dealt with like the energy body, the trauma, the, the nervous system, the all this sort of the unconscious wounding. And what happens is, yeah, you can be in your masculine when you're in a men's group, who, who rah, rah, but then you get an intimate relationship and you're not in your fucking masculine, really in a deep, deep, intimate sense, right? Because you still have these deep attachment cords to deep wounds with the feminine, like deep trauma wounding. And so, you know, what I kind of see the feminine is when you deal with the feminine, you're unlocking your full capacity for that masculine primal feral motherfucker that kind of that masculine rage so much of even just getting in your masculine energy is dealing with your feminine because you're unlocking you're unlocking the beast when you because basically like your dick belongs to your mom until you heal that shit and then you kind of get your dick back right so like half your dick is your mom's until you actually do that work and then you get your full dick right and then you're able to kind of go into the world with your full power and you and I bonded on that because we had that same approach to it Um, because that feminine is like going down fully into the body to meet all your shit. And um, that's like what I learned. And I was like, whoa, this feels counterintuitive to what people are talking about with how to go into your masculine. Yeah. Uh, People are trying to go too fast to get to their Mm. masculine, right? Like slow the fuck down, everyone. Mm. Mm. Healing takes time. Mm. <laughs> it's so you're, it's so fucking. If you're four, if you're forty and you figure this shit out, sorry, like in six months, not some, something's gonna start to move, but it takes longer than that. It just does. And I know yeah. I didn't want to hear that. I was fucking like, I got told um, with my anxious attachment slash mother wound. Yeah, yeah this will take seven years, and I'm like fuck off i don't want to hear that guess yeah. where i'm at right now it's about year seven since i got told and that and i'm like noticing a difference oh i'm like i got me now like i feel pretty pretty actually i'll share this with you yeah i just went two weeks ago 
to see my mom after about eight years of estrangement because when I figured out my wounding around my mom, I cut all ties because it was just toxic for me. Right. And I just went and saw her and kind of did a reconnect. So that told me on my journey, okay, something's happening where I'm not Mm. resentful towards her anymore. Like it's time to go and see what could be with that. So that was pretty rare. But that like the length of time when I started the journey, I did not want to hear that. Mm. But now that I'm kind of at that seven year mark, I'm like, yeah, okay. That made sense. Good for you, that Because like, I don't want to fool guys. I know you don't want to fool people. Like if you get on this journey, hang on. Like Mm. it's not just like uh, three months working with you or me or a video course. It's like, it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. It's your, it's, it's your whole life, man. I love that. And thank you for sharing that with me, um, Brandon, but you know, I love that because it feels almost poetic and you're actually ready to receive love. You're actually ready to receive the feminine right because if you think about it like how do you know you're ready to receive love from the feminine you're ready to receive your mother's love in not the childlike wounded way there's like a been a shift in that because think about like like receiving love from the feminine is receiving your mother's love that is ultimately what it is and then when you've actually healed that and you can actually open your heart to receiving it in a different way you're actually ready for your fucking queen or your goddess or whatever it might be and so that's beautiful that you've reached that point it feels very poetic for that yeah and and you know the way i didn't want to receive love from my mom the way that she was capable of giving it to me i needed Mm. more i wanted more Mm. but as you know that's and I, I alluded it to it that that's kind of our rite of passage to mm-hmm. being a man is you got to figure that shit out and provide mm-hmm. it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And now I like see my mom as a human being that did her fucking best and's got her own mm-hmm. shit because mm-hmm. I rejected everything that she wanted to give me and like that's a bad like you can't do that. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, Brett. I always feel like the space between the love that our parents give us and what they weren't able to is the space they left for us so we could become our own hero. Oh, fuck. We're going to cut that clip out of That's a beauty, man. Yeah. And, and, and so it's healing codependency is about seeing the reality of our parents and about accepting the reality, right. Mm -hmm. And allowing that reality to live true and being able to receive the love, as you say, and the capacity and capability that they're able to. And then in that space becomes the work becomes the passage becomes the journey. And in that, we learn that we can provide everything for ourselves. So we're completely full on our own. And then we find another partner, another person at some point becomes an amplification of that. But we become this kind of sovereign being on our own terms. And so, yeah, like the ways that our parents weren't able to love us are the ways that they left for us so we can learn to love ourselves and, you know, awaken the hero or the heroine on that path. Where Where's that shown up for you? I mean, so... A big, a big thing is with um, not being able to, right, coming from the passive imprint of a father and being able to move into that directive masculine with myself and being able to create that container for myself. Um, also recognizing the ways that my ego was involved, right, because coming from you know, a mom who, you know, a little more of that helicopter style, like, like she would allow you to do whatever you want, but just kind of coming into your space led to me not having boundaries. And so creating fucking boundaries and becoming a boundary badass, like created the space for me to now work with all those pieces, right? So boundaries actually allowed me the space to begin to, to heal that relate that um, wound with the feminine. Ways that I needed, my ego needed validation. My ego needed um, approval, right? Where I no longer need that. And in creating those boundaries, I'm able to become the hero of my story. You know, I love to think of it like in this next year, this next season, how could you show up for yourself if it was like a fucking movie, right? And it's, it's that point in a movie between the second and third act, you know, when that sort of montage comes on. I'm like the main characters beginning to get it all together. You know what I mean? They're kind of getting their life together. If you were to think of your life right now, like what would that be? 
Like, what would that look like? And I think usually we do have kind of an idea, right? And that would be our higher self or, you know, us and our greatest power. And um, that's what I'm always thinking of. And how can I create this space for myself to be in that? And I think for me, it's been about learning to be on my own island by myself, right? Because you become boundary with the feminine. You have a lot of discernment with the feminine. You're not like allowing those little ego hits. You're like, that works for me. That doesn't work for me, right? And then I'm being very directive with myself, really holding a masculine container. Um, and in that, it's just, it's, you know, healing both the mother wound and the father wound and allowing me to feel whole, allowing me to really, really have a strong foundation where these days, it's kind of like I don't really recognize myself just because I've just where I've arrived inside myself. Yeah, that's so cool. You know, how do you find how do you find people are around you are reacting to your boundaries? Well, I'll speak to to women that I've noticed, um, like fighting a lot against it, like, it's at the point that I've noticed a lot, let's say in the past year with women where they kind of throw a hissy fit around it. They're kind of like, they get angry. Like they really don't like it. They're kind of like, you're an asshole. You know, they really, um, but then after the fact, they're like, I fucking love it. Right. So they're like, Oh my God, I love it. It's like, it, like I've had women say to me, like, you're the most boundary masculine I've ever met. And I'm like, for me coming from where I came from, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You're like looking around. Are they talking to the guy behind me? Like, yeah, it's like, on? it's like, are they, are there, they're like, you have so much masculine energy. And I'm just like, you know, I'm the type of guy who would choose past relationships. that would be like surrogate mothers, right? Where, you know, I was more of my feminine. The women were a little more in their masculine. Um, and so coming from that imprint, 2023 was a lot about healing a lot of that. Um, and then I just noticed with guys, it's, um, I'm okay with people being pissed off at me. It's really interesting. I'm like, I want people to be pissed off at me. Honestly, Brandon, I want people to be, like, I love it. Like, even just on social media, um, I really notice it on social media because I post very directly. And I love it when people hate it. I love it when people are angry at me. Like, I feel so calm and regulated in that space because I just vibrationally, I feel strong and secure in my foundation now, which is, it just feels really good to be in that place. Obviously I have so far to go. This is an endless fucking journey. Um, you know, I'm probably going to meet some woman who's going to fucking destroy me, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, totally. but for right now it feels, it feels I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a good track and, um, you know, I think in a lot of ways, my little boy would be proud of the progress, even though there's so much, so, yeah. so much more, so much more to go. It's all about balance, right? And that the mm -hmm. sensitivity and the boundaries of the masculine, like I'll share a little story from mm -hmm. somebody I dated a couple of years ago. It was like the second or third date. I was working through some, some issues around my dad, some internal stuff. So mm -hmm. on a Saturday afternoon, she's like, how was your morning? I was like, well, you know, I got this stuff going on with my dad. I had a huge cry and I'm, I'm now I'm here. And she's just like, what? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Like nobody, nobody actually says that. Mm -hmm. Later on in the relationship, she's like, you are such a man. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, what guy doesn't want to hear that? Oh, and, I fucking get hard oh, off that shit. Oh, God damn. I, it was amazing. I just fucking and, squirted in my pants, you know? <laughs> But the ba I just share that for the balance. Like I had hit a balance, a new balance, and it felt fucking good. I could be mm -hmm. emotional. I could share what I was mm -hmm. feeling and what I was going through. And there's this structure in this masculine and this direction, this mostly mm -hmm. direction for me that I think I was exuding. And it, it, it was like, uh, oh, fuck. What's, what'd you, what would you call the opposite of kryptonite? Uh Blessing power, um, like what it was magnetic, like it was magnetic okay. for her. Mm. 
like kryptonite, I use that when I'm talking to guys about like, oh, your woman feels like that's kryptonite. This was the opposite. Mm. She was like drawn to that balance. Mm. It was fucking rad. I still have like chinks in my armor and like the old like uh, anxiousness would show up once in a while. But I just share that because it's so cool for guys out there listening. You guys can get there like wherever you are at today. You've seen changes in how women react to you. I've seen it. It's mm-hmm. worth it's worth it. It's hundred percent worth it. It's worth the work, man, because there's nothing and Brandon, like I think you'll be able to relate to this. Like I'm so grateful for coming from the imprint of this hypersensitive boy and now stepping into more of this directive masculine because it feels like just this merging of both worlds where I, I can play in arenas where I can be very discerning and directive and 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 this is where it's like women are like the bad boy or the asshole. They like the directive masculine energy. The nice guy, they like the emotionality, but then they he doesn't have the directiveness. And the asshole doesn't have the um, the emotional attunement and the the energetic attunement. But it's like this is like the healthy sort of masculine merging of both those pieces where you're like attuned. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna be really really direct with you, and I'm gonna call you out, right? And they're like, yeah. what is this energy? Because He'll hold space like one of her girlfriends, right? Like this guy's so fucking emotional and tuned in, but then he has this like really, really deep masculine core. And I feel like there's no greater barometer than how women respond to you, than where you're at with your masculine energy. The feminine body, particularly the embodied feminine body is the greatest sort of telltale mark of where you stand with your masculine energy. And so when you really get in that space, you'll just notice that women are in your orbit, that women, they're like, like, there's something, something, Sarah, something's going on here. You notice that something's going on with this guy. I don't know. You know, he's got this like big dick energy, but he's like in his emotions. And it's kind of this idea of like, like feral emotion, like primal sort of expression, right? Where you're in the synergy of both those pieces. And um, it's amazing to be able to see that, right? Cause it's just, yeah. it's seeing, it's seeing healing in action that makes, it makes all the shit, all the shadow work worth it. Totally. And an aspect of the shadow work and what you're talking about too is sexual energy. And if mm-hmm. you address the sexual shadow, the way I liken it is you have to look at that dark, fucked up part of yourself, those mm-hmm. fucked up thoughts that you think are wrong, mm-hmm. befriend them, be okay with them, put them in a cage because now mm-hmm. you have access to this like, fucking primal shit Mm -hmm. that women just don't know what to do with when you bring it out because most Mm. men ignore that Mm. and then you show up passive or you show up scared to like Mm -hmm. tap into that energy yeah yeah brandon i love this like the way i liken someone's relationship to their power is their relationship to their rage when people are afraid Mm. of their power they're afraid of their anger so for men to be in that fucking primal like feral fucking beast it's all about his relationship to his anger and how he's grounded his anger, right? Because then, because think about anger is like construction. You're building something. You're building a man's container, which is just how he moves through the world with, you can tell this man is a container, is his relationship to his anger where women are around him and they're like, I can feel his cock, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel boundary invasive. Means he's not leaking that energy, but she can feel it. She knows it's there, but he's, in that in a very pure connection to it and now you can feel that container right and that's where you become fucking potent that's where like you're building your mission you're creating it where women are drawn to you um and and so we so much of it i think as men is learning to be in our rage learning the root of that rage that's why like when i like I love when a man's angry and he gets angry at me. It's like, oh God, I feel your fucking dick. I love it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just like, I love feeling masculine energy now. And I think for me, I used to be more timid around it, but I just love it. Like it riles me up, you know, Um, just being able to feel that fire, just being able to feel that like primal energy. I, uh, in my men's group last night that I run, this guy was pissing me off and he just wouldn't shut up. And I told yeah. him, you need to shut up. You're pissing me off. And I don't mm. usually run my groups that way. Yeah. And uh, I, that used to rattle me. I wouldn't have been able to come back down to grounded as quick as I did as last night. Mm. But 
seeing how the other guys reacted to that was super mm. fucking fascinating. A couple of them have seen me do it once or twice. And mm-hmm. now they're like, fuck yeah, I love it when like you, you do that. Mm. So it's super interesting that as I believe as sensitive guys or people pleasers, we shy away from that shit. It's like, ooh, mm. ooh he's angry. Oh, I should like get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. That's total bullshit. Mm. I totally agree. I think at that point you're actually creating something. At that point, you're actually creating something with with that energy. That's why it's like when, oh, he's passive. No, men aren't passive. He's just unhealed. He just hasn't yeah. got in touch with that that directiveness. Like I think by nature, when we really root and ground that rage, we're all assertive. We're all directive. We're all like, this is how it's going to go. This is what I want to do. And I'm very much in a season of my life right now where it's like, no, I'm not doing that. This is what I'm fucking doing. It's like really like staking claim in your life, whether that's relationally, whether that's with career, whether that's with community. It's like, that's a fuck yes in my body or no, fuck no. I'm not even going anywhere near that. And it's being really, really discerning of what energy is for you. Um, And I love that people, the men in your men's group are kind of getting turned on by that like oh fuck yeah like they're getting used to it now the the first couple times they were like oh shit what just happened but now they've seen it probably twice and they're like dad's in the room (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah and that's the type of of man the world needs yeah like it's simple it's it's not rocket the world needs us brandon and and sensitive men who have just fully gone into the wrecked cocks, you know what I mean? And just brought the fire all the way down. And I, I think just the world does need the, um, the deeply emotional, sensitive man with that directive core, because I think that's going to, I mean, allow the feminine to be seen, allow the feminine to be revered, right? Because so much of that is when you go with the feminine first in your body, you're able to revere the feminine in such a way where you can appreciate her gifts and her oracle and you don't need to capture her or withhold her. She could be completely free and wild in her, in her expression, but yet you're not going to be a punching bag to her or allow her to escalate or disrespect you. And you're going to be boundaried with her. And that sort of combination is going to, uh, you know, I think allow things to really progress for, for both men and women. Yeah. I've really seen some of the guys in my men's group hit that that space where they're like wait a minute woman no that's not okay anymore and they were just a punching bag before but they're hitting mm-hmm. a new space and the women in their lives are like going oh shit where's this version you've been because that's the version mm-hmm. i need mm-hmm. okay man i'm watching the clock and i knew i had a feeling we'd get like wanting to talk forever yeah. i'm gonna start to kind of kind of wind it down wind it down here and i got mm-hmm. a i got two questions for you to end it out mm-hmm. what message do you have for a previous version of yourself hmm. that's a big one brandon what message huh i'll just speak to what's coming with me right now it begins with this idea of everything's going to be okay and trust this unfolding of the process. So the other week or last week, I just one of those moments where I was like, just in the morning, having my coffee, right, getting ready for the day. And I was just like, it was almost brought me to tears. Because I was so in such deep gratitude for the path that brought me here, for where I'm at. And, you know, where I'm at in more of an energetic, emotional embodied sense. And I just so much gratitude and kind of seeing how everything was orchestrated and winding to here in my purpose. And so it kind of this idea of everything's going to be okay to trust the process, to trust this greater unfolding. And, and in a way that comes to my relationship that I've created with kind of source and, 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 you know, higher power and the divine, um, everything's going to be okay. And to trust the process. And I, cause I just have this immense gratitude where I'm so happy and almost in awe of where I've arrived at inside of myself 
internally. And now I feel I'm at a point in my life where it's beginning to create a lot more that's going to substantially show up in the external world. But I've done so much of the internal heavy lifting. And so I just had this immense deep gratitude. And so that's what I would say, something along those lines. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. What closing message would you like for men listening? What would you like them to know? Be messy. Be messy. Be really, really fucking messy. Be raw and just let it all fucking go. Like, you know, do that thing without knowing how to do it. You know, do things wrong. Just throw shit out there. Just go. Just just fucking do it. Because um, I learned when I allowed myself to be messy is when my masculine started to come online. When I allowed myself to be messy, it's like claim your stake in life. You know, you're on fucking antidepressants, fucking claim it, motherfucker. You know, you are working through a lot of grief, fucking claim it. Because you need somewhere to start. You need somewhere to start. So it's like, I think a powerful stance for men is wherever you are in life, fucking claim every inch of where you are. Every fucking inch, because then you can build. Without without that sort of honest revelation, you can't go anywhere. I agree. You know? Jamie, I'm so appreciative that you said yes to having a conversation with me. Where where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you or find uh, out more what you do? Yeah, man. The best place would be um, just Instagram. Um, I don't know if you're going to include Instagram, but I can just say it even though it's one of those Instagrams that's fucking annoying to speak out loud, no. but it's at no no. <laughs> are you I'll gonna, totally are you gonna have include the link it? in the bio? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess people just yeah. scroll down Instagram. They'll you just can, scroll uh, down. That's how you get a hold of them. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, get a hold of me. You can check me out. You can be like, yeah, this guy, I fucking hate this guy, or I like this guy. You can kind of get a little little sample of of what I'm about. Um, so that's the best way to find me. And um, Brandon, buddy. Happy we got to jam. Even though I can't even see see your face, it, it's been tough because I'm like, is he done speaking? Because I can't really yeah. see your mouth. I don't know if you find the same. Really? Thing. Yeah. No, like you I'm, just look like a Minecraft character, which is so weird that I'm blurry. I I can see everything. You just look like a Minecraft character. Yeah, because so. like I was I was trying to be like I was trying to like is Brandon continuing that thought? Done. Is it is it my yeah. turn to fucking speak here? <laughs> What's even going on right All now? Oh, good. Okay, man, this was fantastic, and I think men are really um, going to get a benefit out of it. So thanks for your time and your knowledge. Uh, I love it, Brendan. See, See you later, buddy. Thanks for taking the time to be here today. I honestly hope you found something you can use in your life. And I hope you found some relief in knowing that you're not the only one with challenges. We can be very isolated as men. If you don't have support in your life, please reach out to someone. It's okay to need help. It doesn't mean that you're less of a man. In fact, it takes a courageous man to know when it's time to ask for guidance. Until next time, brother.